G'day and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League's AFLW Fantasy Podcast. Uh, round nine, sorry, round eight is in the books. We're in the lead up to round nine. And this week, Kays is away in New Zealand, having a bit of a bit of time off. So I'm joined by none other than AFLW Fantasy Guru, Dossie. How are you, mate? Yeah, g'day, mate. Pleasure to be on. I am the guru of <laughs> AFL dubs. Is that what you go by these days? Just the, the guru? The, uh, the doctor, the uh, the champ of AFLW Fantasy? Uh, I wouldn't say champ. I don't be champed like that on air. Thanks, Hef. But yeah, all the other ones sound fine to me, mate. <laughs> well, you, I was letting you champ yourself. It wasn't me champing you. That's all. It's what you go by. You know, I was letting you choose. But anyway, I wouldn't. Right. Sorry, I wouldn't do that. That's all. Goat rude. still works well as well. <laughs> Goat? Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, well, Tossie, tell us about your team. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we, we've been going to the, a few Port women's matches actually together. And a few weeks ago, you were telling me how good your team's going and, you know, how well you are. You're in the top, you know, few hundred or whatever, um, killing it. The the rollers coming your way. How's everything going? It Yeah, I, I am flying. Um, probably in the last couple of weeks, I've realized that it's pretty tight at the top. I think it's pretty hard to get any movement really at this point when I guess there's limited places on on the field that we can really make big impact now with everyone kind of bringing, you know, three trades a week and kind of five positions in each of the lines. It's kind of hard to make some movement, but um, yeah, still flying, mate. I kind of set up my team within the first three weeks. So I had a, I had a rough start to the year, um, pretty, pretty poor start with, I had as just like everyone did, you know, the Bowers situation in round one, but, but I went with across to, um, Hayley Miller so <laughs> that was brutal with the captaincy on her as well so I think she scored 54 in round one then after that I just kind of made smart trades which is unlike me in the men's competition I've just kind of just followed the stats and really just backed myself and haven't I literally check the app kind of or sorry the website you know that kind of once a week on a Thursday Friday I definitely do a little bit more research than that but I check kind of my own team just like once or twice a week and then lock in those trades and yeah right now I'm sitting after round eight I'm sitting 481 so not quite the top few hundred like I said but yeah 481 pretty happy with that overall. Yeah, I think I think you actually said you were around five hundredth or so the last time we um, talked yeah. about it. So yeah, still climbing up a little bit each week. Moving but, up. Uh, yep, still yeah, planning to move up and get that hat. But uh, as I said, it's uh, you know if we go off Jaden's stats, I'm sure he'll probably rule me out. But I'm not ruling myself out based on uh, my own belief. Stranger things have happened, Dossie. Well, anyway, uh, tell us what you scored uh, last week, who your star performers were, and who your worst performer was as well. Uh, yes, I scored fifteen thirty six. Um, in round eight, it was 997th for the round, I think. So not too bad, but yeah, didn't make a whole heap of movement up. I think 20 spots into that 481 overall. Star performers, uh, I guess, I mean, Gardner's probably got it like every week for you guys. I'm going to go a bit different just because I know a lot of the same players would get the same sort of, um, you know, rap each week. I might go with Ella Heads with 88 in defence. She was my best defender this week. I think you shouted me out on the pod when we went and watched Sydney versus um, Port the other week and how I sort of compared her to that Jake Lloyd role, always racking it up in the last quarter. But she had a four-quarter performance, I think, in this one. Um, didn't do the stats uh, breakdown by quarter, but she seemed to be pretty performing well across the game. And, yeah, to score 88 down back is a pretty big win. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, I did like the uh, Jake Lloyd comparison when we were at the footy the other week. And yeah, I think that's what we brought up on the potty. But anyway. Can um, I, can I, yeah. I've got a random one too. So a few weeks ago, I picked up. Now, obviously, there's been another goal, uh, sorry, GWS play explode since then. But I, I did a random pickup of um, Zarika, So Hanin Zarika for GWS. I saw a kind of role change a few weeks back. And uh, she popped me a 90 as well with 16 tackles in the absence of Elise Parker this week. So, that was a really random um, point of difference score that I'll just shout out as well. And who stunk it up for your team this week? Did you have any stinkers or no? Oh, plenty. I think I think one that lately has just been really painful given she had such a, a hot start to the season has been has been Kate uh, Hoare. So, she, she's been pretty poor in the last few weeks and p- particularly this week with a with a low score back to back um 50s i think or unless this is the first time she got 59 but yeah 59 up forward when every other forward in the comp at the moment they've started to really explode late um yeah kate Hoare probably not the greatest um up there at the moment for me yeah that's my issue like i've i guess everyone probably started the same but like people like her are just starting to drop off and a few of the people that were guns like at the start of the season are just starting to drop away um well, if anyone wondering i scored 14 25 for the week so not great um yeah had the captaincy on ebony marinoff too so uh handy score there but uh, still couldn't pull me into the uh, upper ranks of dossie and the like um but uh, without going Marinoff as my star performer, as everyone else will, uh, I'll go with Bonnie Toogood on debut for uh, the big Hoofers. Nice. Or Hoofers, whatever my team's actually called. But uh, anyway, um, yes, yeah, so 100 on debut. Needed to bring in another forward. And my worst performer goes to Hannah Priest. I have not watched St Kilda in the last three weeks, but I have no idea what's going on with her at the moment. Uh, you got any ideas? Nah, I've honestly barely watched the Saints too. I, I dislike the game style. They frustrated me last year with with um, obviously being like everyone else previous year, starting Patrikios and watching her sort of not have a great role. And then this year as well, um, we all kind of started with uh, Tyana Smith to start the year and she kind of didn't get the great role to begin with as well. Well, she had the role, but it's just the game style. I just can't yeah. like, I just don't. I just don't really enjoy watching them. So, I haven't been an owner of pretty much any Saints players, so I haven't really had a massive reason to watch him. So, no, I don't know what's going on there, unfortunately. But I've seen she's been has- stinking it up <laughs> for the last yeah, couple. Yeah, definitely. How much has playing the Marrera's Magic format last year helped you out playing this year? Um, yeah, definitely. I, I, think, um, I think the biggest thing is just knowing where – you know where the points are. I think, especially like playing. Yeah, I think has that did that go for two years before Marrera's yeah, Magic? Might so have. I think, I'm not I sure. I think I played for yeah. a couple. I, I can't remember. I think I played for two years before this. So, um, sort of having that experience in terms of like, you know, knowing that defenders aren't really where to spend the money and sort of going a little bit cheaper there. I still wanted some of the top of the line people, but um, you know, just basically knowing that your midfields where where the money makers are, as well as like your big dogs. So. I don't know. I, th- I think it. I think it helped massively for me, to be honest. But also, like, um, there's the resources out there, like your own podcast. I definitely have listened to Free Kick, and I, and I get into um, Liam's DMs quite a bit in the preseason. <laughs> make sure I haven't stuffed up any major picks. So, yeah, shout yeah. out to Liam for helping me out massively there. But um, he, he's probably like, yeah, he him along with some of the other resources out there guided me as well. So, yeah. Yeah, nice. Just uh, what we're talking about resources, just looking at the CBA numbers on the uh, website, Hannah Priest apparently, I don't know if this is correct, I'm going to have to fact check this, but didn't attend a CBA on the weekend. So, that could explain mm. something. Definitely, mate. Have to look into yeah. that one. 
Anyways, um, let's get into the top five performers of the week. So, top scorer of the week was Zali Goldsworthy. She scored 168 points, listed as a forward. Why did everyone seem to have her, but not me, Dossie? What's what's the go there? Did you have her? Yep. No, I'm the same as you, mate. So, I, I did watch her play a few times and think, you know, she's definitely um, a rising star. I just didn't think she'd... Obviously, I know you guys, along with others, flagged like the GWS schedule coming up. I think Kays was really keen on Elise Parker. Um, I jumped on her and unfortunately, she got injured. But they've definitely had this juicy run to kind of finish with. And being the star that she is, she's really just shining now. But I think it's the tackle numbers and stuff as a, you know, as a, as a forward that can kick goals. She's been laying some like massive tackle numbers to go with it which I probably just didn't see coming to be honest yeah 100% she's averaging 119 in her last three now obviously last week's score bumps her up quite a bit but yeah pretty impressive numbers and just like I guess looking at her numbers like they have they've been solid without being amazing but just you know jumped out the last few weeks and started to absolutely dominate so yeah well done to those people that have her I know Case has her as well so he'd be pretty happy after last week it's just, I think Case oh, look at the t- Sorry, look at the tackles. Like from from round four, ten, four, four, eight, twelve. Like yeah, last few know, weeks. Just, yeah, yeah, jumped jump, jumped up jumped up a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. She's just going really well. Um, yeah, no, I think Kay's pipped me by about ten points this week. So I need to make up about one hundred and fifty points in two weeks. So I need him to have two flop captains apparently because well, that's what happened to me. So um, I'm not sure if that's going to be happening. But anyway, we'll move on. Um, Mon Conti. 146 points. That Hawthorne matchup is starting to become, well, has been pretty fruitful uh, throughout the year. Um, just having a look at the uh, the matchup chart here, and Port have um, Hawthorne this week, but uh, they're considered to be an easy matchup on my, my scale of hardness on uh, the keeperleaguepod.com or keeperleaguepod.com.au. So even though that is an easy matchup, Mon Conti's had a pretty solid season, started a little bit slow, but she's a player that just gets a lot of the footy, essentially. Doesn't always use it effectively, but just racks them up. And as a player like for fantasy, don't you agree? No, oh, yeah. She took a massive leap this year too. Um, I probably, yeah, I wasn't across that one as much as I should have been because especially the last month, she's just been absolutely killing it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, moving on to the next uh, best player. That was um, Ed Marinoff. We talked about her already, but she scored 138 points. She's just an absolute superstar. And Dossie, can I just roll with her as captain each week? I'm so scared of stuffing up my loophole again or something like laid in. Can, am I safe just to put the C on her every week for the rest of the season? I think so. I mean, she's only really struggled in one game this year with a 91, and I'm guessing, well, that was against Gold Coast, assuming she had the single tag that game. I can't remember back that far, but single's just an elite athlete that does not stop running alongside you all day if you've got the tag. So, I don't know. She just doesn't seem to be affected by anything. Doesn't really match up for, uh, doesn't really matter for matchup. She's scored massive against some of the best teams in the comp. So, um, look, she might have a blemish on the way home, but I think she's a very safe captain option and you know if you do get the chance to put a VC before her game that's probably the only way I'd go you know against it like this week I I went with Gardner for 134 just in case the blemish was there and I had a loophole that was after Marinoff's game but given Marinoff scored you know she scored four points more than the massive 134 that Gardner scored so um, you know it's nice to probably have that pod VC just in case you can get a leap on the comp with everyone else going Marinoff, but I'd just lock her in otherwise. She, she seems safe. 
Yeah, 100%. Uh, got North Melbourne this week and then West Coast in the final round. So should expect some big scores there considering North and West Coast are pretty neutral matchups for midfielders. Um, Chloe Malloy was the next best score of the week, 137 points. I think that's her biggest score of the year. I think she's had one other big one. But, uh, yeah, she came up against the Western Bulldogs who are a very easy uh, midfield matchup uh, at the moment. So, um, yeah, I think they... Was, yeah, so yeah, they're giving up some. Yeah, giving up a lot of points. West Coast have them this week, so yeah, um, she's listed as a forward. She's going to be a mid only next season. Is that correct, Dossie? Uh, sorry, who's this? Chloe Malloy. Uh, I don't know. She's she played pretty, but like I wouldn't be surprised if she's a forward again. She played a lot forward in that game. Um, yeah, she's okay. definitely getting a couple through the middle, but she kicked like she was just marking everything up forward, and she's a nightmare forward matchup. Like I reckon I wouldn't. I don't know the CBA. I, I'd assume she's like a forward, a forward again. Yeah, um, she's averaging seventy six percent, so probably a little bit over. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. She, she just seems to float forward so so often and be in the forward yeah, fifty as a target. Game. Yeah. So, yeah, she's a bit like I guess maybe like a bit like Dusty when she you know when he sort of starts in the midfield but then sort of rotates forward immediately after the clearance. It feels like it's kind of that role, but yeah, interesting. Okay. Having a having a massive year though, probably the best trade of the offseason, probably the best trade in AFLW history, really, going from Collingwood up to Sydney and, yeah, absolutely dominating up there. Um, the last one if, if not, was... If not her teammate Gardner too. Like she's yeah, true that. Too. Just Sydney in general have been really impressive this year, going from a yeah. team that didn't win a game last year, won four this year, and, yeah, looking like they, you know, a few things go their way in the final two rounds, could make finals. It's been Pretty really fun, fun to watch too with, like, Players like for fantasy, especially you know, with the likes of Gardner. I mean, Malloy hasn't been massive, but she killed us this week for non-owners, and then yeah. um, Morfitt as well, exploding. She looks like she's going to be the best ruck for years to come. Yeah, and probably would have been yeah one of the rising stars this year if she didn't uh, yeah break the wrist. Um, mm. Last one of the round was Brian Moody, uh, so a ruck uh, for Carlton, 135 points. Had the uh, one of the biggest upticks in CBAs for the week. Um, Jessica Good, they usually play ruck in tandem. She didn't play uh, with an ankle injury, so it looks like they just rucked uh, one out. And yes, absolutely dominated results. So it's just that um, age-old thing. Like if you're rucking in tandem, you're going to have your scores hindered. But if you are rucking on, you know, solo, um, and this could happen again because if Good does uh, miss this week again with the uh, with the wrist, she could be in for a pretty fast fast finish this season. Don't you think? Uh, oh, absolutely. Well, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I, if memory serves me right, when I did play uh, dubs last year or two, um, she was the number one ruck. So it was kind of strange to see her not be playing as the predominant ruck this year. But when she's in there, she's yeah, she's dominant as we saw as we saw this week. She's definitely um, a massive uh, point of difference option if if the injury still is there. Yeah, well, for someone like me who's actually rucking with Fleur Davies at the moment because I cashed in on um, on uh, Schultz from Port Adelaide, uh, that might be a good, uh, unique pick for me to get in and might come home strong. All right, this week on the show, a uh, very pleasant surprise. Uh, we have Will and Checkers joining us live in the studio this week. How are you going, boys? Fantastic. We've flown in for the Keeper League. Just purely for that. Uh, yeah. Only for the only for the keeper league. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. 100%. Um, but yeah, it's good to be back in Adelaide and good to be back in the keeper league studio. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, well, you've been on the show before, but you haven't actually been in the studio before. No, I haven't sat in on the studio. And yeah. It's pretty cool. It's um, yeah, it's good to see the setup. Um, probably need some sun sunglasses for the lights up there. But half <laughs> that's going all right. Uh, well, you guys have started your own podcast since uh, well, since Checkers has left for Melbourne and you're in Melbourne. 
Tell us about that, the Resis. The Resis podcast, uh, it sort of just encapsulates us, like everything we do, all the sport, um, bit of behind we the started, scenes. We um, after footy season finished for us and before cricket season started. And we haven't played cricket yet, but we we're hoping more so the podcast would be capturing um, our footy p- and cricket games on the weekends. And we haven't really had any <laughs> to, to... We've had, I think, eight or nine episodes um, and we're yet to yet to recover, recap or, or talk through our cricket or footy. So it's been a little bit of an unusual start, but we should be playing cricket this week. We should have our first game review and um, see how that goes. It's a different format, I guess. So I've been listening, but uh, tell the people that haven't been listening, what have you been filling the time with when there's been no sport on so what are some of the segments and things you've got going on well we have been busy doing a lot of content so yeah we've been just sort of recapping some of our content um behind the scenes some of the videos we do some of the places we go uh, we've had a few guests on so we've had like other creators like kate mcdonald jared davis roaming has jim brady came across from adelaide for an episode um we'll probably if you're ever in melbourne we'll have you on for an yeah, episode which would be good we can get a bit of fantasy episode going yeah but i mean it's just following all the content we make footy games we've been going to like five games of day for w or men to get footy a weekend so following those um i mean yep. sheffield shield and big bash and everything will be coming up too so yeah well, what I'm alluding to essentially is there's a there's a segment called um, Checkers Checkout, right? It's world famous yes. segment. So, oh, what, is, what are some of the things you've tried on Checkers Checkout so far? Will might be out a few years because he's <laughs> the one. He's the one who's had to eat them all. The rule of the segment is I bring something in from the supermarket. Um, I get to go shopping before the podcast. Bring any item of food in, and Shrey and Will have to consume that food and give us a bit of a rating and description. Um, first week I gave you a tidy one. Was there's been some. There's been some good checkers checkouts, but there has been a few where we've been stitched up with like uh, mashed potato out of a packet. Yep. Which all you add is water and just shake. <laughs> and it was cold water too. It wasn't was it? cold water, so yeah. it was cold, like po- cold packet mash. <laughs> cold packet mash, um, salmon and lobster paste, which was oh, that's, that's fancy. That's fancy stuff. Lobster oh. and salmon are expensive food items. I thought you'd. I paid like nine dollars for that fifty mil tub of paste. <laughs> Jeez. But he's he's nice to us on a few. We had uh, fairy friends. We had a chocolate birthday cake once. Uh, we had honey last week. Which well, this is, is what good. I'm alluding to. So, on the podcast I was listening last week, I was very surprised to hear that, and I don't think this was made enough of, that you've gone 21 years of your life, is that correct? 22. 22. 22. Without trying honey before. Yeah, well, I just <laughs> never got around to it. It was, um, yeah, it's always been in, like, our pantry and stuff. And, like, if it's mixed in with stuff, I've eaten it, but I haven't, like, had it just by itself. Never just honey on toast before? Nah, never. That's amazing. I I've, find that crazy. I've always been, like, a Vegemite on toast or peanut yeah, okay. butter on toast sort You're of. You're a man of routine. Yeah. You don't fuck around. No, street routine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, fair enough. All right, I just thought that was crazy, and I didn't think it was, like, hammed up enough on the on the podcast. Yeah, we might have yeah. to ham it up a little bit now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there was a lot going on, and it probably didn't get the attention to deserve, but... Nah, I thought um, that was crazy. It was funny watching it stick in his mouth as well because he was the first time. He wouldn't even know how to like handle the texture. Yeah, it's the sort of experience you might get if you feed like your two-year-old honey and watching <laughs> them discover what sticky food in your mouth is like <laughs> because it was like watching this glug of honey in his gob just trying to work out how to swallow it oh, yeah. was an experience. Because well, what do you think of the honey? Oh, it was good. Yeah, yeah good. it was sweet, but it, like, it was very sticky. I got all over my hands. but Have um, you been converted? Yeah, yeah. Have some honey on toast for yeah, you. Yeah, I'll have some honey. No, good. Absolutely. Good. Cool. No, good to hear. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> let's stop talking shit. Uh, we'll get into some uh, AFLW stuff. So, Checkers, I guess as a, as a former AFL fantasy men's hat winner, 
What's been the biggest learning curve for you in AFLW this season? That I'm a long way off a women's hat. <laughs> um, it's such a shorter season, so the price rise is the ones that's got me. Yeah. Um, because I, you, you miss what literally one week and you're done. Yeah. It's been such a sharp moving game in the men's season I remember even like the three game breakout type stuff and the three game sort of trackers everyone does but in AFLW it's really it's almost like playing draft stars or those um weekly comps because you yeah. have to pick your matchups and yeah just if you have a place that's done up you got to trade them straight away or you lose 300 400k really quick what i've found it's been pretty crazy as well that like you try to do the things that you do in the men's like easy matchup this week or whatever or a good run of games coming up for this position or this player and it just doesn't come off like it's so yeah. hard to predict yeah. yeah the um the good players stand out that's a, that's one i've picked up is like yeah um, all the marquee players and all the all the leaders at each club and all the you know ones that have been in the system for a while have gone very like consistent and all the maybe like rookies or up and comers or trade people who got traded maybe have like a couple blip games where they score score a good score but then they're not as consistent so it's just been so hard to to read like breakouts so hard to I mean the one that screwed me was I just picked Libby Birch at the start of the year and I've just been stuck with her yeah you get stuck um, with a few players like that and just, sort of was just hoping that she'd bounce back in the men's game if you pick a premium player and they maybe dud up round one two three four you still stick with them because you'd think that would come good yeah but it just it doesn't it's such a sharp season that you can't wait three four rounds yeah, in the women's 100%. now Will have you played did you play much fantasy before this year or? I've been very much a super coach man yeah. in the past but fantasy yeah AFLW fantasy was my first like official fantasy season well being your first season how are you going what's your ranking you know how's your team looking all that sort of stuff I think I'm in the uh, low 4,000s in ranking. Yeah, okay, that's not too bad. I think the first couple of weeks I was trying to find my feet a bit, um, sort of get used to, yeah, some of the some of the points because um, it's scored very differently to Supercoach. Yeah, but of I, course. But I enjoy, I enjoy the way it's scored. You can follow it a lot quicker. Like yeah. you follow the game, you know what's happening. You can, like you can feel your play or see your players actually racking up numbers out there. Absolutely. And I think what I did at the start was – the complete opposite of what Checkers did. I picked a, I picked a pretty premium midfield, and yep. it's just sticking with sticking with the midfield for the whole season has been pretty pretty yep. easy because I'm operating with like the likes of Bree Davy, Ebony Marinoff, and Hatchard, yep. uh, Mon Conti, and they're just ball winners. Yeah, hundred percent. Like if one fails, you know. Two other girls are going to stand up. And I think I try to spread my cash a little bit across the field, like you do in the men's comp. Yeah. But really, you should just pick 1.2, 1.3 million players all through the mids and just yeah. pick all your rookies down back. Just seeing how yeah. the scoring's going this year. That's my number one. Yeah. Um, learning from this year. In just, the men's, yeah. you want to sort of, you know, everyone does all those preseason structures. They sort of go through, like, you want three primos, two mid prizes, one rookie, whatever it is. I really. This year, just looking at the women's, it would have just been all primos midfield, yeah. all rookies defense. Yeah, definitely. Maybe a primo ruck because they've worked out all right. But yeah, it's been a completely different structure wise in that sense of yeah. like where you, where, you, where you spread your cash. Yeah, big learning curve. I did the same thing. I tried to have too many primo defenders and things like that where it just didn't matter in the end. I just should have loaded up in the midfield, spent the first five rounds trying to get those big scoring midfielders in, the ones that I missed type thing. And then the rest of my team is just an absolute shambles in between. But uh, yeah, where are you rank checkers? Six thousand ish. Oh, he's got you in the first season. I had a um, bit of a stitch up as well. Is the men's game because I've been playing for so long. I'm in a routine of like Thursday night, Friday night lockouts, like seven ish. Oh o'clock. yeah, no. I'm um, and I've been caught out twice yep. this year by the like three or two p.m. game they play on a Friday. It was a real early game. Yeah. And I sort of went 
on my phone about four o'clock to go fix my team and I was like, oh man, it's one of those weeks where the game's earlier. Yeah. Um, the other big stitch up is the um, getting so used to being able to edit trades this year in AFL Fantasy, then going to women's. If you trade someone or someone's involved in your first trade and that's your primo, say you trade out someone who's playing Friday, be trading a primo that's playing Sunday, you that's locked. Like, you can't do yeah. anything. The, like- app, the app also probably needs a bit of work. This is no like... I mean, it's a learning process, but like yeah, the yeah. app's a bit of not v- as user friendly as the men's app. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely struggled with the trading system and stuff. Just using the Safari browser or whatever they they send you to. It's not the men's app was really is really good at the moment. Like it's really nailed. Yeah, and uh, I mean maybe just copy and paste the formula, but <laughs> it was yeah, it's a little bit of a different trickier situation to sort of get those trades going. But I'm sure that'll come. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, it's Sunday afternoon now when we're recording this, so not all the games are finished. I think uh, the Fremantle game's at three-quarter time right now. Who's been your uh, star performers this weekend so far? I'll start with you, Will. I captained Laura Gardner this week because uh, the Swans were playing against the Doggies at Witten Oval, and I thought Laura Gardner, um, fun fact, she actually played at the footy club that I played my junior footy and my senior footy at. So, um, yeah, good from... Good for the club, and yeah, she's been a star at Sydney. Yeah, uh, playing down forward with Chloe Malloy, just two powerhouses. Yeah, actually, Malloy had a good game as well, I think. Yeah, yeah and so I thought I thought she'd have a good game, so I think she got about one hundred. Western Bulldogs. I know you're a, I know you're a doggies man, but uh, yeah, they've struggled this year. I'm a bit annoyed that Port don't actually play them because we might get another win if we play the dogs. Yeah. But well, according anyway. to the West Coast coach, you got to play with the bottom sides <laughs> if you're a bottom side. Yeah, well, yeah, apparently it is a bit funny where there's only ten teams and some teams do get mashed up against good teams and whatever. But apparently they had a few lower end teams as well. But I don't know. Uh, what's a what's a fantasy season or AFL, AFLW season without a bit of whinging from a coach anyway? Um, Checkers, what, who's been your star? Well, I'm Moy Conti captain, yeah, which was by a pure accident of again that Friday night game. Yeah, okay. Had her as captain last week. Yeah. Probably would have put the VC on her if I looked at my team in time. Looked at it at halftime, wasn't too mad. So, <laughs> I mean, we were on the road. We were. <laughs> In yeah, we were, we're traveling. We we're in Adelaide and we we're doing videos. So I missed out on looking at yeah. looking at who my, where my team was at until like six o'clock, seven o'clock. I don't know. I missed the start of the game again. Pr- pretty common occurrence at the moment. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I traded out Ali Morford this week, who's been a gun this year in the ruck. Is it Ali Morford? I'm just mental blanking. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. She, yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Will was just. Yeah, she got injured. This I was week. looking for some reassurance there, <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, she got injured. Yes. So I traded her out, but I picked up. I'm gonna. Butcher this, but it's Shoals from Port Adelaide. Yeah, Mar- Marion, Marianne, Matilda, Matilda, Matilda yeah. Shoals. Sorry, yeah, butchered. Uh, I just, yeah, I, I was watching a little bit of the game last time. But I was also at the hockey, and she was going all right. I just had to check her score just then because I was knew she was going all right. Yeah, but she finished up on seventy eight, which is pretty good for a ruckman. <laughs> I'll take that. That's very handy. Absolutely, considering Especially I had the yeah. best ruck in the comp injured. Yeah. Didn't really know where to go. Could have gone a few different ways. So yeah. I'm just happy I got that, got that trade right. Definitely. No, well, yeah. Now it's glad to hear you boys have been enjoying the uh, season anyway. And uh, yeah, we might leave it at that and we'll uh, head back to uh, Dossie in the studio after this. So thanks for coming in, lads. And, uh, no, yeah. good, to, good to be in the studio. Pleasure to be here. Right, good luck for the rest of your AFLW fantasy season. Come on. All right, let's get on to the captains for the week. Uh, going off my last week projections, Dossie, uh, I had Robottom and Marinoff in there, so um, they went pretty well. And I did have Monique uh, Conti is my sixth. She didn't quite make the top five last week, but she went big as well. So numbers are around the mark. The The North Melbourne girls let me down, um, Riddell and Garner uh, this week, but uh, wasn't to be in their performance, um, unfortunately, on the weekend. Uh, my top five this week, who do you think it's going to be, Doss? No, let me guess. Um, number one, number one. Who's number one? Marinoff. 
Yeah, Marinoff, definitely. So it comes up against North Melbourne. Pretty neutral matchup for uh, midfielders. Against North, though, she does average 111 in her last three against them. So, yeah, and her last uh, three average at the moment is uh, massive as well. So she's just one that I'm confidently putting the C on uh, week in, week out. Don't even want to do the VC because I'll probably stuff it up somehow knowing how my season's going, but <laughs> that is, it is what it is. Um, Charlie Robottom is number two on my list. Um, she comes against GWS this week. So, pretty decent matchup there for her. We watched her live on the weekend. She's just a contested magnet. Or sorry, contested beast, isn't she, Doss? Absolutely, mate. Lock her in. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good watching her play. Um, oh, yeah. Just just like in person as well. Yeah. You just see how hard it would be to stop her at a contest. Like, Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, I've got Kiara Bowers in there. Like That's going on her projections. It's not factoring in her like recent run with injury. So she's next on the list, but I've, I'm going to go with top six and she's in there, but she's got an asterisk against her because her numbers against Melbourne are good in the past, but she's not quite herself at the moment. So um, I don't- Just on that, I brought her in this week. So that was I was kind of trying to go a little bit different. I had three outs um, <laughs> coming up to that week. So I had Morfitt, Elise Parker, and also Varia down back, who was also out. So I brought in Kiara Bowers just as a bit of a point of difference on the run home as she's got this ceiling. Just noting she had in the 60s for time on ground, started on the bench, had 63, I think, percent time on ground. I'd have to go back and check. But um, yeah, she, she's still got heaps of upside for what she can do. So if she does get a bit more time on ground this week, yeah, those projections might be spot on, mate. She might be right in the, in the mix. Now, is Elise Parker due back this week or was she another week out? I'm not sure. I, I didn't catch what happened there. I just saw the in- late injury and I was like, oh, geez, like get her out. Yeah. But um, yeah, not 100% sure. Um, if she's back, I- she's... Sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I was just going to double check my if I was correct about the time and ground. So, 65% for Bowers. So, the third lowest for Frio. So, clearly just kind of... Um, coming back from that knee injury and just working her way in, still had 18 touches, seven tackles and 83 points. So still her usual points per minute beast. Um, So don't be put off if you were going to bring her in, but I want her as a point of difference on the run home. So probably don't bring her in, please. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now moving on. If Elise Parker plays this week, um, she's got a decent record um, against Gold Coast, scoring 106 the last time she played them um, and has been pretty handy this year. So she's up there. Madison Prasparkas actually is is a good shout. She's got a real easy, run home uh, looking at the scale of hardness uh, just coming up to it here Carlton and Gold Coast the next two rounds so two easy matchups for midfielders there um, yeah and she had a good week last week scoring 114 so she's another one I like and I'm going to back in Ash Riddell this uh, weekend uh, over Garner which is uh, strange but this is what the projections are telling me just given her last five averages slightly higher um, and yeah has a decent record against the Crows scoring or averaging 100 against them in the last three matchups against them so Ash Riddell is the uh, last one to round out the captaincy. Who are you likely uh, putting the C on this week, Dossie? Yeah, I'll have to look at when the schedule. I'll just quickly double check the schedule because I'll, I'll probably just do the same um, with Marinoff as captain. But looking at the timing of the games, um, uh, it might be hard to get my loophole in any earlier because my loophole option plays for Fremantle as well. So it's hard to hard to yeah. try and get the VC with Bowers. So you probably the only option on I've got is row bottom. Yeah, yeah. Pro- probably row bottom for the VC into into um, Marinoff. I'm probably a bit scared to go anything different, to be honest, at this point. Yeah, that's going to be my plan as well. All right, speaking of plans for this weekend, who are you, who are you trading in this week? What do you think you might do? 
Yeah, I'm probably going to look to solidify that forward line. I don't know if, like, if I can maybe get to Goldsworthy. I know, I know, she's just come off her biggest score of the season, but up against Gold Coast as well. She's 1.28 million now, but look, it's the, it's the time of the year when you got to spend up. So I might even just dump a, a Kate Hoare potentially. Um, I'm still looking. If um, Elise Parker's back, I'll definitely jump off Zarika because she also misses round 10 due to her stance on um, the Pride matchup. So I'll have to get rid of Zarika at that point. Um, so yeah, she's probably in my trade plans. And then I might just do another shuffle down back. I, I've been punting D5, so... Um, for instance, I've got Sansonetti there at the moment. She scored 52 and was actually all right, but I might look at some matchups and see see what the best one is there. Yeah, well, my plans are going to be just get uh, anyone with cash next to their name down to 300K players, and I think I'm going to bring in uh, Brian Moody uh, into my ruck because I don't actually have a decent ruck and everyone else seems to at the moment. And, uh, yeah, hopefully that's a bit of a bit of a pod. I'm just trying to bring up her ownership uh, oh, definitely numbers a bit of pod. here at the moment. No, 18, 20% owned, apparently. Nah, but so. I, I think that's because she would have had a high... Like, oh, she would have been yeah. one of the highest, if not the highest, ruck average coming into the year before moving into the forward role, so... Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah so she, hopefully... Um, that'd that be a lot of ghost ships with that, that ownership. <laughs> hopefully, you're right there. So that's probably my plan at the moment, but uh, realistically, I'm just waiting... For, I'm just counting down for this season to end because my team's completely cooked and uh, yeah it's been a, a real I, learning curve this year I'm having a fun fun time mate I don't know what, what you're complaining about <laughs> well you're not ranked 2600 that's your problem <laughs> well that's my problem to be really. fair though I had I apart from your I know you had that shocking like terrible captain um, loophole by accident but aside from that I had pretty woeful luck with my captains early in the season too it was just just got the other trades right thankfully but I didn't have a I didn't have a ton in my captain I don't think until like a similar time to you pretty much so yeah it's been a bit of rough run on that sense I think um and the other thing is I just spent way too much in my defense which was um a bit more experience I think from you there probably yeah. Honestly, I, I think the biggest thing I, I want from round one, and, and it's hard because the cash gen factor, but I think I'll just start with a loophole option from round one. Because, yeah. like, I need the I need to make sh- like, captain is obviously with this amount of players on field, we got 16 on field. Like, the captain doubling is just massive, particularly when you've got such a big difference in scoring from like the midfield versus the defenders and stuff like that. You need 110, 120 every week to be you know, competitive and, and keep rising. And yeah, to sure. do that with one captain option, like I I needed the two all year. So I think I'll try and have a loophole option like all season next year. Yep, that uh, 300K Stuff ruck the money. Uh, coming, into yep. your, uh, coming into your side and a little bit of an extra cash to use there as well, which is not a bad plan. Anyways, yep. thanks, Dossie, for uh, filling in this week. Uh, good luck for the rest of your season. Hopefully, you can uh, win uh, a hat or the roller. Which one? Either or. doesn't really matter. Yeah, the roller's but, uh, probably on the, on the cards, I think. Let's go that yeah. one definitely coming your way all right mate uh thanks for uh, thanks for joining me this week and thank you listeners for listening we'll be back with uh k's next week and uh yeah good luck on the weekend see ya see ya